0: Hello again, welcome to this gospel uh, I kissed on Pedro and we are going to continue our journey on the Gospel of Jesus Christ so before I go on, let me start by saying that the Father is in love with you he is not trying to condemn you he's not angry at you in fact God is completely love and if adventure, you feel like God is judging you or you've you've done some kind of outrageous sin and you feel that God can't forgive you. I want you to know that that is a lie, from a pit of hell. That God is sincerely in love with you. He has forgiven you. He is not holding you responsible for any sin. And if you would let His Word settle in your heart today, you would see Him in a new light. Amen. Glory to God. So let's continue. Last week we um, started talking about the cross of Jesus Christ and how Jesus went to the cross, bore our sins for us. And then god laid our sins upon him and because he became our sin yeah he was now punished for our sins meaning that everything that we would ever do in this life pertaining to sin has been judged on the person of jesus christ if it's a lie you've told god had put it on jesus christ and god had punished jesus christ for it if it's stealing you've stolen um god put it on jesus christ and god punished jesus christ for it meaning that god is not trying to judge you for any sin that you're committing here and now, rather he's seeking to show you the paths of righteousness. Alright? So God's mission now is not um, judgment or punishment. His mission now is reconciliation to lead people into righteousness, the path of righteousness. Alright? Glory to God. So in effect today we'll be talking about how um, Jesus Christ taking our sins on the cross affects us now. All right, how affect us now, so first of all it's first of all, it's a normal thought of the world anyways that um if a person sins, then the necessary consequence is judgment or punishment yes it's it's a system of law, system of justice, but here now, since Jesus Christ has taken our sins on the cross and God has judged Jesus Christ for us, it means that. Um, God will no longer try or think of judging you for a sin that you will commit or ever commit, simply because you cannot punish a person twice for a sin. I think that's called double jeopardy. That like you can't punish a person twice for the same crime. All right, that would be unlawful. So what I'm trying to say is this: like Jesus Christ bearing your sin on the cross has made it possible for you to come to God without, without any form of guilt or without any form of, of thought that says that God will judge you or God will punish you. You understand me? Meaning that Christ has been punished for you that God will never, ever, ever punish you. Remember, he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquity. When you say he was wounded for your transgressions, it means he was wounded for your wrongdoings. It was bruised for your iniquity, was, was bruised for the sinful thoughts that you ever have. The punishment, needful for your peace. That is, every form of punishment that, that you can ever think about that is meant to come upon you for any sin you commit was played upon Jesus Christ. And by His stripes you were healed. Glory to God. Isaiah 53 verse 6 says that the Lord laid your sins upon Jesus Christ. So since He has laid your sins upon Jesus Christ and He has punished those sins upon Jesus Christ it means that he's no longer, he's no longer going to come at, come after you to say he wants to punish you or to say he wants to judge you 8,000 times. No. Hallelujah. Rather, now he's seeking to love you, seeking to reconcile you back to himself to show you the path of life. Alright? Alright. So, that, that is settled that God has judged your sins upon Jesus. So, therefore, he's not seeking to ju- judge you or seeking to punish you. Alright? And the fact that sin has been judged upon Jesus means that the devil has, has no right to come and call you a sinner or to come and tell you that um, you are going to be punished. I don't know if I'm making sense. If I'm making sense. So if you're having thoughts like, uh, oh my God, I'm, I am I'm so condemned. I'm, I'm going to be punished. All those kind of thoughts, it's not of God. It's of the devil. So you can tell him to shut up that God has judged all your sins upon Jesus Christ and God is not trying to judge you anymore. Alright. All right. So let's go back to the cross. So on the cross, Jesus was there taking your your place as the sinful man, and then God is on the other side as the judge of all the universe. Jesus Christ was saying that I am responsible for all of your sin, and God was saying that okay, you are responsible, therefore I will judge you on their behalf. All right? So the verdict was thus given wages of sin is death so Jesus had to die for on our behalf and remember I said three forms of death spiritual death one um, physical death and eternal death so he experienced those three completely now let's read Matthew twelve forty. It it is for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the world's belly so shall the Lord so shall the son be be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth all right leviticus 17 the soul that sinned shall die amen then hebrews 2 says, but we see jesus who was made little lower a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death so all all these things jesus christ went through all these things for our sakes so he died on the cross he got separated from god on the cross which is called spiritual death that is why he said eli eli labak sabatini that is my god my god why have you forsaken me so god got se- God got separated from Jesus on the cross. Alright, Jesus got separated from God on the cross, meaning that he died spiritually, separated from God before he died physically. Alright? Amen. Glory to God. Uh, Genesis 2 verse 17. But if but if you but if you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will surely you will surely die. Alright. So Jesus Christ took the place of Adam and died on our behalf. And on his behalf as well. Amen. Amen. So I just want to buttress on this point. That because Jesus Christ died for you, you do not have to die. Because Christ was punished for you, you do not have to be punished for sins. Because Christ was condemned for you, you do not have to be condemned for sins. That is why Jesus Christ came. To set you free from sin. To set you free from condemnation. From guilt. Alright. So everything that you think that is is um bothering you or bugging you was laid upon Jesus. I would say this even poverty was laid upon Jesus. Even madness was laid upon Jesus. Sickness was laid upon Jesus so that it won't come upon you. And God judged God destroyed all of those things on the cross. So everything that um seems or tends or tries to turn the life of man upside down was laid upon Jesus because all of those things came as a result of sin. Right, it's laid upon Jesus, and God destroyed and God judged all of those things. And in believing in the finished works, in believing what Christ had done, what God had done in Christ, you would come into the experience of it. So, first of all, the understanding of, of that, um, of, of the knowledge of what Christ had done is what will lead us into the experience of what He has done. Hope that makes sense, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. So, His cross is a picture of him being judged for your sins. So whenever you think of the cross, think that Jesus was judged for me, therefore I cannot be judged. Jesus was condemned for me, therefore I cannot be condemned. Jesus bore my sickness, therefore I cannot be sick. I refuse to be sick. So that is how you engage in the realities of the cross. But the devil is always trying to war against you. Especially against those who have not yet believed in Jesus Christ. Alright, I, I want to show you all something. Alright? So let me show you something god's disposition towards the world towards those who have not believed in jesus christ and if you have not believed in him yet i think this would help you second corinthians 5 verse 19 to wit, that god was in christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation so notice god is not imputing your trespasses your wrongdoings unto you he's not holding you accountable calling you a sinner calling you a liar calling you a thief no 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 god is not doing that rather he's trying to reconcile you unto himself because he knows that in 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 the place of um, reconciliation is where you would you will grow is where all those things will fall from you all right so god is more interested in your reconciliation with him in your growth in your spiritual growth in you seeing that he loves you and that love will transform you glory to god hallelujah we've come to the end of today's session And let me say this emphatically that God is in love with you and is not judging you. He's interested in your well-being every single day. Things may look dark around you, but God's plan for you is good. God's plan for you is glorious. Hallelujah. So if you want to believe in him today and come into the believing fold and receive his life, um, say this after me. Um, Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ who died for me, who died for my sins and is alive today. I receive him into my heart as Lord over my soul. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So in in that simple short prayer, that sinful nature has been removed. You are now a son and a child of God. Glory to God. So I encourage you to join us and continue with us on this series on the gospel. Alright, so let's take our closing benediction. Repeat after me. My sins are forgiven. I am righteous in Jesus Christ. I experience new Christian realities by the power of the Holy Ghost. One more time. My sins are forgiven. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I experience new Christian realities by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to God. See you again next time. Be blessed.